This is the Entrepreneur Podcast with Amy and Jeff. We're a husband and wife team that has started and scaled salons in multiple markets, each with its own unique starting point. We launch each business with core strategies and by always staying true to our vision and brand. Tune in for ideas and inspiration on how to achieve wealth in your salon business, relationships, and family. Welcome to The Entrepreneur. We're your host, Amy and Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how's it going? Good. We're back. We're back from our vacations yes. and our trips. Yeah. Planes, trains, and automobiles, traveling around, something we love to do, something we are constantly working to try to make sure we have in our life is being able to do that with the fam. So yeah, it's been a good couple of weeks, but now we're back at it. Excited to talk about some new things. What you got for us today? Today, we're going to talk about how you actually become a entrepreneur, And what does that mean? What does it mean, Jeff? Well, uh, we started this entrepreneur because there's just a certain set of capabilities that we look for. They've got that hustle. And again, a lot of times we'll tailor some of the messaging around salon ownership, but it's the same if you're a stylist. It's the same principles. It's that desire to hustle. Um, It's that desire to grow your book of business. And it's that desire to constantly innovate, uh, come up with new techniques, new skills, if you have those characteristics, that's sort of the path to becoming a entrepreneur. Now, there's a lot of details in between, and there's a lot of capabilities we think you should have to maximize what that looks like for you and your lifestyle, but anyone can be a entrepreneur as long as they really put the focus on the right things. How about you? Yeah, it's all those things, putting them together, and I think you have to constantly work. Even if you are a entrepreneur, you have to continuously work and put those things in action as you go throughout your career to stay on the top, to stay on, um, on the top of what your brand is and all those things. That's how you consistently be a entrepreneur. And so at any point in your career, even if you're at the top, you know, you have to work towards it. Right. Yeah. I know with the different salons that you've owned, certainly one of the things that I've seen in the, the evening champagne sips, talking about work, talking about the job, you've had a bunch of success as the owner of this salon, but really building that culture and really being able to coach new stylists or even existing stylists on, again, your methodology for becoming a salon entrepreneur. Talk about one or two of the people that you've seen just kind of turn their whole life around, basically around this industry and around their success working in one of your salons. Uh, there's, there's been so many and it's so rewarding for them and for me to watch. And I can see it happen. So one of one of the stylists that I that I can think of right off the bat is a stylist that started um, very insecure, didn't have a lot of experience, thought that everything was going to be it was so daunting, like not going to ever get faster at that. I don't think I'm good enough at that. I'm not ready to roll on that. And some things you have to take a little bit of a leap after you've been trained. Um, so I'm a I'm a owner that pushes a little bit too to kind of get you uncomfortable but not at a, a level that would be damaging to your, your career. So I watched her come in with this shy um, demeanor and then completely changed as she would watch me, she would listen to me. And literally within probably a month, things started to shift. Sure. I would watch her conversations change um, with her clients and just 
the hustle mode and just becoming a salon entrepreneur really before my eyes. She would, she would say things that I would say. Um, and then her speed got up, got faster cause she's watching me. So it just, it really was, um, rewarding to watch her grow and to listen and learn that fast because that's somebody who really wants to be a salon entrepreneur just was not trained or coached the right way. All right. So in that case came in, not a lot of experience maybe, or just not a lot of confidence in what they were doing. Maybe hadn't had a ton of clients to date. What do you think the biggest difference was in why they transformed, how they became that salon entrepreneur mindset so quickly? What, what were the keys? You mentioned you know, listening and, and things like that, but is it just straight a mentorship or being able to assist somebody with a lot of experience? What do you feel like were the, the, the keys to that? Well, I think it's a combo. It depends on how fast. I mean, she's getting there really fast, but also she has me as her mentor as, and she's assisting me at the same time as she's working on clients. So that will scale her faster, but also just really figuring out what she wants in her career. You know, what is she really passionate about and what she's good at? And that's what we focus the training on. That's what I make her focus her training on. Um, and so that's where you really, really can, um, just like I said, scale your business, your clientele faster within a salon. And that's what she's done. Right. You mentioned that you're the kind of owner that pushes people a little bit outside of their comfort zone. And I think the key point that you made is not to the point where they're going to fail or fail miserably, but just learning new skills. If you know it's on trajectory for where they want to be or the types of clients they want to do, that's always been your style. And, And I really like that. The, the thing I heard just over and over again, though, is training. You're yeah. very big on training. There's so many stylists that we've had over the years that are almost training adverse. They've done the same thing for decades, and they're great yes. at that one thing, and that's great if that's all that they want, but the training thing just becomes so foreign. And we've talked about this before. You're constantly training, and a mm-hmm. lot of times you're at, at the top of the game. You're you're the one, you know, you're the salon entrepreneur and that's amazing, but you're never stopping taking that training. And I think the ones that really gravitate toward your management style, your salon culture and goals, it is the training. It, it is. And I mean, you can't be a one trick pony for too long. So you can, you can do that for a while and you can go on auto mode, which I talk about a lot. Your clients are going to get bored with you. I mean, they really might like you and they might have came for years and all of a sudden they're going to disappear and you won't know why it's because you're a one trick pony and they want more. They see the styles are evolving and you're not, you're not introducing them to them. Right. And so like, man, I, I mean, my hair's okay. I like it enough, but I've had it forever and this is all she does. And I hear that when I get new clients too, from someone else, they're like, I liked my style. She's so nice. And they feel, they feel guilt coming and uh, coming to me, but they're ready for something different. And so it's not their fault. So if you don't evolve, your clients don't get to, and then they're going to leave you. And so becoming a salon entrepreneur is really shifting that and going, okay, I've done this. I've mastered this. What can I add? And even add it slowly. You don't have to just add a ton of different new services, but why don't you start perfecting another one that you don't do? Right. And then that all becomes really exciting to your existing clients and new clients. And then you, that's how you build and that's how you stay on top. We're never closing our books because then when the clients leave us, then we're limited. And then again, when you don't offer new services, when your clients aren't referring you 
new clients anymore either. Right. Because they have looked the same forever. Their friends have seen them looking that way forever. So there's nothing to talk about anymore. Right. All of a sudden, Sally comes with new hair and they're like, whoa, what, what happened? Well, I'm still going to Jessica and now she did this. Isn't it cool? Right. And then all of a sudden they start flooding in again. So it's really just changing your systems and um, your knowledge. Yeah, and evolving. Because like we said, the styles are constantly changing. The techniques are constantly changing. They're not massive changes, but they're just small tweaks to what you're doing. And if you can stay on trend, uh, what is it you told me that the number one reason clients leave their stylist is because they never recommend anything new? Yeah. They never recommend anything new ever. Not saying the client even needs to change. Some clients will have the same hair forever, forever, forever. That's okay if yeah. they want to. But if you don't say, hey, you know, I saw this picture the other day. I, th- I think you look really cute with this. They're just like, oh my gosh. You know, like that's yeah. such a huge thing to do. So yeah, keep those skills up so you can at least offer something new and exciting. Whether they take you up on it or not is a whole other thing, but at least you did that part and that's key. You know what I love, Jeff, is like you've taken my training that I have. Yeah. I'm a salon entrepreneur. <laughs> If I could do hair, yeah. oh, I suck at hair. I can't even do the girls' ponytails for crying out loud. I just like listening to you. I'm like, where have I heard that before? Yeah. But these are all our champagne talks and they're yes. getting to you and you're wearing off. But, and plus you've been with me a million years, so. There is that. That's what happens, but it's cool. And that's what I want for my stylist and my team and, and everybody else out there. I just want them to grasp even, even a little tidbit from what we're talking about and then implement it and then just watch the difference. You know, and like you said, not everybody needs the change. Not everybody's going to even take the change. And that's okay, too. You you know those people that are so resistant to change, but have you even offered anything? And I'm talking little. We're talking a little angle in the front with their haircut, whatever it is. And they might say, oh, I don't think so, uh, you know, because they're too nervous and they like what they got. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But you're showing them that you're really looking at them. You're really looking at their face shape. You're looking at their style and you're like, Hey, we've been doing this for a minute. What about this? What about this little tweak or change? And and it just makes them go, wow, she cares. She's thinking about me. She's not just going, so what are you doing later? And she's just mixing my color and we're putting it on. And I don't even get an opportunity to talk about why I'm there. And that's my hair. Right. You just freestyle. Like why I'm there and that's my hair. So you're wearing off on me too. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. So true. So, all right. I know we've seen the, the new stylist. Part of our strategy a lot of times in any salon is being able to hire newer stylists mm-hmm. so we can train them to be salon entrepreneurs. They're moldable. They, they want to learn. They're excited to work with you and, and with other seasoned stylists that are there that can really create that team environment. That's great. You know, We intentionally hire people that are ready to learn, seem to possess that. The flip side is stylists that already think they're the shit. Like, mm-hmm. man, I can knock out this style, I'm the best there is. And then they come in and that, like you said, they're either a one trick pony or they don't even know how many possibilities there are out there or what styles there are because they're just very set in their ways, but they're very, I don't know, almost egotistical about their approach there. That we've been able to transform that too and really open people's eyes to what's possible once you start thinking like a salon entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, and I can think of a a stylist um, in that situation hired him. Awesome personality just came out the gate. Like I am, I am the bomb. Like I'm, and I love that personality and, and everybody should think that about themselves. And that's great. Definitely. But then when it came down to it, not so much the bomb, lots of issues, lots of concerns and, um, and clients 
concerns too, just on his talk track, his skills, his speed, and, and that's all trainable. But I think the biggest thing that I noticed is that he wanted to be trained. And that's why he fit the salon entrepreneur um, mindset. You know, he, he realized he's like, whoa, I thought I had it, but now I'm in a different scenario. I'm listening to you. I'm watching you and I don't have what you have and you can. And so it was really nailing down what things can't, does he master? He was trying to do way too many things at, at the same time. And he wasn't good at all of them. And I just kept saying, why don't you just perfect what you're really liking to do and you're good at? And so I'm like, you don't have to do what the stylist next to you is doing. Right. And that's, that's the cool thing about a team environment. We're not all going to do the same things and we're not all going to be the best at the same things. And so there's room for all of us. And that's why I like, you know, having the team, you know, okay, you need to go to so-and-so cause she is really good at that. You know, maybe, I, maybe I hand it off. It's okay. And maybe mm-hmm. I hand off part of the service. And so we ultimately, we want the client's experience to be amazing. So they stay where they're at. And so if that's, if that's handing it off to another stylist, that's what we need to do. And that's what a salon entrepreneur would do. And so, um, with him, he, he got humbled right away. He realized he's like, Whoa, okay. At the last place I was at, um, I thought I was, I thought I was the bomb and now I'm, I'm realizing I'm not quite there and that's great. So we focused in and all of a sudden his clients started growing again. He was much happier. We are all happy when we're doing a good job. Right. And, um, and then I watched that growth and then he, he would just say, he's like, wow, what a difference. It was the training. It was the talk track. It was the skills and really guiding him to what things he needed to work on. Right. Yeah. I think that's part of the salon entrepreneur mindset you talk about. There's sort of two things we always look at. One, are they looking to make this a career? They're not just a job. The one of the examples you gave, they were just churning out haircuts. It was just a job. It was just mm-hmm. in and out, in and out, in and out. And then here, just transform that into a career where it was about growing that book of business. It's about attracting new clients. It was about marketing that and sharing it on social media. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the second part of it is being able to have the mentality that everybody wins. Everybody wins in the salon. It's not if he or she wins, then this one loses or anything like that. Or the, the salon owner is the only one that wins. Everybody wins. That's the salon entrepreneur me- mentality. That's the type, whether you're an owner or a stylist, you want to be showing up to a place like that. And there's pluses and minuses for all of whether you're the owner or you're a stylist working inside a salon entrepreneur driven salon. That opportunity is huge. If it's a win-win, everybody wins. It's a team culture. You talk about that all the time. That's the other piece of it. One, you got to want to make a career out of it. You got to want to have that mm-hmm. upside. And two is you got to want everybody to win. You got to want to help out. And I think the greater good can succeed together. Yeah. We're all going to have times where we're running behind. And that is the worst feeling when you've got another one waiting and you're feeling guilty, then you're not focusing on what you're doing anymore. You feel rushed. It's like a little bit of panic mode goes in. If you have a team that would help you and step in and be like, Hey, let's knock this out together. You can, you can see, you know, they can see you're running behind. That's what it, that's what it's all about. Right. And that makes the client happy. It makes you happy. It makes, you know, your new, your stylist that helped out that made her credible too. And, and then, like you said, everybody wins. It's not just the owner. I think that's the misconception we're all, you know, owners just want, ah, we want more money, put like go faster, work harder. No, we want, we want you guys to be happy first. Right. If my team's not happy, then why am I doing it? 
you don't have a business. No. And so when everybody wins, you can see that the stylist is excited again. And I want them to come in just revved up because they had an awesome week the week before. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to knock out another cool week. And it also that the clients feel that they can sense it. They can feel it. They can feel it when everybody is in a good mood and they want those places um, to go to. I've heard that multiple times as well from clients. They're like, yeah, I was going to this other salon, but the vibe in there is just not good. People are complaining and people are talking about so-and-so next door. Like it, they don't want to hear that stuff. So even if you think they're your friends, they're not your friends. They are paying you for a service. First and foremost, that service is their hair. Right. So you always start talking there and then you can evolve. And yes, I will talk about what you're doing later after I've already went on the, the consultation for the hair. Um, so we get a little personal too, and that's fine, but it's still all about them. It's not about me. And we've talked about this a million times, but I just, I hear it. I don't even like, I had to correct a stylist before going up to um, another stylist being like, Hey, I'm ordering lunch. What do you want? Right. Not during a service. Now she didn't mean anything by it, but this is all part of my training, becoming a salon entrepreneur. If I don't correct those things, then they continue. Right. And is that the worst thing in the world? No, but is it professional? Absolutely yeah. not. And so it's just tweaking all of our little things going, you know what? She's with a client. She's going to have to wait or she's going to have to get food on her own. Like, it's okay. We are here to work. We're not worried about making sure everybody on the, in the, uh, all the stylists on the team get lunch at the same time. It doesn't work out that way. Right. So this it's little tweaks, but it all ends up to the big picture and making us a super, like a super professional entrepreneur. So right. that's the goal. Cool. Well, yeah. I mean, I think two big things to take away from today. If you're on the path, you want to become a salon entrepreneur. There's that mindset shift that you're moving from a job where you got to just show up to a career. Yeah. You're really trying to create that upside. You talk about it all the time. Why we got into this industry was the flexibility and the upside mm -hmm. and being able to be self-sufficient. And there's a wide range of ways to do that in this business. But as a salon entrepreneur, you are dialed in on those things. And the second thing I think today's focus is you have to be trainable. You have to want to learn Always. and you need to be humble in that you're humble. I mean, that's one of the things I love about you besides a million other things, but you are humble. You're the, the best that I know. And I see it every time in every salon we start and every client, but you are always out there trying to learn more and more and more. And you're taking tips and tricks from other people and you're making your own techniques and process to improve that client experience. And so if you can do that, I guarantee you anybody else can, and you should. So be trainable, be humble. Yes. Otherwise you can't, you can't get to where you want to get to. Yeah. You can't win if you're going to stick yourself in a box and just think I'm amazing at this. I'm just going to foil everybody. Not everybody wants that. Right. You know, and, and you're going to lose people. You're going to become less credible to the people that you already have if you always do the same thing. So don't be a one trick pony. Don't it's be boring. a one trick pony. It's boring. All right. That's our show for today. I guess if I could summarize, it's be trainable. Be trainable. Make it a career. Get that upside. Yes. Don't be a one trick pony. We ain't got no one-trick ponies here. No, master what you already know and then move on and add something new. Agreed. All right, everybody, have a great week. Thanks for checking out The Salon Entrepreneur. Bye.